Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are so glad that you are with us as the weekend is now officially upon us. And two serious, serious topics this morning. One ex-police officer, Kim Potter, sentenced in Minnesota. I've said this on this program before, and I continue to believe. As a matter of fact, I know that she was a victim of politics based on the evidence of what was presented and what we have seen thus far. But the second incident is highly controversial. It involves the two teenagers at the mall in New Jersey and the police response. I want you to hear the headline that's up right now on Yahoo. And here's the Actual headline. Two teens were fighting in a New Jersey mall. One of them is black. Guess which one got arrested? That's the headline in, uh, in, uh, on the website of Yahoo. We are taking your telephone calls, and I'm going to break all of this down. This morning, tell you exactly how I see things, my perspective, and so on. And we are, of course, taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let me begin this way. I am so sorry that Dante Wright is no longer alive. I really am. I'm sorry on a, on a human being level. I'm sorry on a, on the level as a, as a father. And it's just, it's just uh, tragic. I so wish that this young man had not tried to get away. 
I so wish that the situation did not escalate, but it did. And there's no going back. A young life is gone. Maybe Dante Wright, and this should not have anything to do with what happened, but maybe Dante Wright could have turned his life around. He had been in trouble with the law before, and maybe he could have turned his life completely around. And Kim Potter, she is a victim of politics, this former officer, and she has to live with this for the rest of her life, forever. So the ex-officer convicted in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright, sentenced to two years in prison, less than the time prosecutors requested. But the sentence was fair. I understand that Dante Wright's uh, parents are very upset. And as a matter of fact, they referred to the sentence as a slap in the face. You would expect for parents uh, to articulate uh, such a, uh, a a position. But the reason why the sentence was fair of two years is she was a victim of politics and should have never been convicted. Dominic, how could you say something outrageous like that? If you know anything about covering courts and and law enforcement, and I've I've done this a very long time, whether it was her taser or her gun, she said she was reaching for her taser and mistakenly and, and pulled out her gun and opened fire. But whether it was her taser or, or her gun, it was justifiable force. You may not like that, but once that vehicle starts moving, it becomes not so much that he was trying to get away, but the vehicle. The vehicle is a deadly weapon. And we've seen countless times where police officers have been killed, unfortunately, you know, in situations where it involved uh, vehicles. So if not for the Derek Chauvin trial, my hunch tells me there's no jury in America that would have convicted her. But the climate, the timing, this happened in the same state of Derek Chauvin, not far away. And uh, she was done, Officer Potter, really before the trial even started. I see your phone calls, folks. I'm going to get to them in just one second. So in tears... Uh, Officer Potter, the former officer, sobbing. She broke down and she directed um, Dante Wright's uh, mother, saying that she was sorry and that um, her heart is broken and so on. Now, I want you, this clip is is uh, kind of long, but I want you to hear what the judge had to say uh, leading up to the sentence of two years. So, if if you are a supporter of Dante Wright, then obviously you wanted more time. 
But folks, we we have to be honest and we have to be realistic. And I can almost guarantee you, if not for the Derek Chauvin trial, she probably wouldn't have even been charged. Maybe charged, but certainly not convicted. So I want you to listen to this clip, and then I'm going to jump to the New Jersey situation, which right now seems to be uh, much more controversial. And how how I came to the New Jersey situation is someone reached out to me. I filled in for Rudy Giuliani on Wednesday. And by Wednesday evening, I'm sitting down having dinner, and I look at my Twitter, and someone says, How come you haven't covered the incident at the New Jersey mall? Doesn't fit your narrative. This is the tweet that I, that that I received one. If you want my attention on a subject, you don't have to try and insult me. Number one, number two, I'm going to deal with it tonight. Number three, it was not national. It was not national, the situation at the New Jersey Mall on Wednesday afternoon. Now, tonight, it's national. Last night, it was national, involving two teens, one white, and he says he's uh, uh, somewhat Latino, but one white, one black. The black kid is roughed up and and handcuffed. The white kid sits on the couch. I'm going to tell you my perspective on that in just a second, but I want you to listen to what the judge said before rendering her sentence. This case is highly unusual. The other officer cases tried in this court are distinguishable. This is not a cop found guilty of murder for using his knee to pin down a person for nine and a half minutes as he gasped for air. This is not a cop found guilty of manslaughter for intentionally drawing his firearm and shooting across his partner and killing an unarmed woman who approached his squad. This is a cop who made a tragic mistake. She drew her firearm thinking it was a taser and ended up killing a young man. Ms. Potter, will you please rise? Given all these considerations and having carefully considered the comments of the family and of both Dante Wright and the comments of Kimberly Potter, as well as the arguments of counsel. It is the sentence and judgment of this court that you shall be committed to the custody of the Commissioner of Corrections for a period of 24 months. You shall serve two-thirds of that time or 16 months in prison and a third on supervised release assuming no disciplinary disciplinary offenses or conditional release violations. The judge, before rendering a sentence uh, a few hours ago in Minnesota, again, once that vehicle starts moving, you may not agree with what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is fact. 
based on uh, police department protocol across the country and their training material. Once that vehicle starts moving, it is a deadly weapon. It is a game changer. So she was looking for her taser, trying to minimize the situation, and instead pulled out her gun. And again, it's my contention that if not for the Derek uh, Chauvin trial in the same state, the political climate of that, I don't even think she would have been criminally charged. But it is what it is. The judge handed down a sentence of uh, two years. The jury has spoken. Generally, uh, I, I, I respect the jury's decision. The judge, two years is fair, considering that she was convicted by a jury. Now, and I really want to get to your 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 telephone calls, but I have to set up this next situation. And let me start this way. The video looks awful and plays right into alleged racial stereotypes. Bias caught on camera. Okay? There's no way around that. The situation at the New Jersey Mall. But my point is this. Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's see what the investigation shows. I do believe that our police officers must be given the benefit of the doubt. So... And that's in all cases. So let's see where the investigation goes. We already know that Governor Murphy has said that he is basically uh, terribly disturbed by the video that, that he saw. And so what? It, this is what it is, folks. The video was taken by a bystander, and it's at the mall, and it appears to show two teens arguing. And then they begin to throw punches at each other. One kid, teenager, appears to be white. One kid is African-American. Within seconds, two police officers from the Bridgewater Township Police arrive and break up the altercation. However, only the black teen who is identified as an eighth grader named Kyle, Kyle was handcuffed after being thrown to the ground, the video shows. But let's break this down for a moment. Two police officers, one female, one male. The kids are tussling with each other. The female officer is a few seconds ahead, and this is my interpretation of the, my professional interpretation as someone that covers these types of things of what I observed. Your, your observation may be different from mine, and you can tell me about it. But two police officers, the female officer is a few seconds in front of her partner. She grabs the first kid. The first kid happens to be the white kid. The white kid is standing next to, I believe, a white couch. And she basically tells him, stand down. Basically, it looks that way. And the young man stands there. 
Now the other cop, her partner, is the male cop. He comes in, and all you see on the video is the black teenager thrown to the ground. The table is knocked over. And at this point, the officer has the young man on his stomach and he has his knee on his back and he's trying to handcuff him. And sometimes it can be hard to handcuff someone. So now the white off, the the female officer is standing by the white couch a few feet away and she looks over and she sees her partner struggling to handcuff this young man. And for the record, both of these kids appear, they, they appear to be very good kids, you know, that were just uh, tasseling with each other. Not, not kids, not street kids, you know. So the young man is not really, the African-American young man is not really putting, putting up a struggle, but the, but the officer can't get him cuffed. So now, of course, the female officer is going to come over, of course, to help her male partner. But the problem is that the white kid is left standing there looking at everything that's going on and all the attention is on the black kid from law enforcement. And they, they, she, the officer kneels down. There were false reports that said she put her knee on his neck. She did not. She put her knee on his shoulder. They get him handcuffed. And they stand him up, and here's where the bad part happens, from my perspective. The female officer goes back over to the white kid. The white kid puts up his arms to be handcuffed. And she says no, or waves him off. He appears to put up his hands for himself to be handcuffed, and she says no. In the meantime, they've physically taken down the African-American youngster. So what I'm trying to say here, folks, is that you have to treat one the same way you treat the other because the video looks awful. And the advocates, want they want, they want these officers' left arms. And that shouldn't happen. What should happen in this case is that these two officers uh, will probably be ordered to sensitivity training and they may lose a few days vacation. And unfortunately the video, it is going to be a training video for police departments across the country of what not to do when you're dealing with a white suspect and a black suspect. But hopefully we can, we can get over this. So, That's the situation, Minnesota and New Jersey, the world that we live in today. Let's start with uh, Gina Lynn calling from New Jersey this morning. Good morning, Gina Lynn, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, long-time listener, first-time calling, Dominic. Well, thank you. Thank you. Go right ahead. Yes, I just feel that um, I, I, I was going to uh, speak on the Kim Potter uh, situation. Okay, okay. Uh, I feel that uh, as we grew up, we were told to listen to our, you know, authoritative, uh, you know, uh, people in authority. Uh, Absolutely. Authority, right? Absolutely. So, so the whole point is 
most of these situations happen because the young people are not complying. If the police officer or whoever an authority is telling them stay there, stand down, whatever, mm-hmm. and they fight or struggle, this is what happens. Either they try to run away or, you know, uh, stuff in that manner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why the thing escalates. If well, they would just get handcuffed and then they fight it out in court. Well, I mean, there's a lot of civil civil liberties lawyers and everything that you, could help you them. Are, you are correct about that, Gina, and I... I thank you for the uh, to- for the telephone call. So, my son is about the same age of um, of Dante Wright, and um, you know, husky young man. And the the way I've always advised my son, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you, folks. So, as a African American growing up in this city without a father figure, women in my life had to talk with me. And it, and it is true. It's a talk that, that has to happen in black families about what you better not do in terms of involvement with law enforcement because it could, it could go bad real fast. But at the same time, folks, we must support our officers. And so what I, what I, what I instruct my own son, uh, and he's grown up on this tradition of, and I'm being brutally honest, you – comply and obey with every command that a police officer gives you. You do not make any type of written statement or verbal statement to a police, to police. You, you answer their questions and you say, sir, here's my father's business card. Can you please contact him? Because I have instructed my son that if anything is done foul, Believe me, folks, I'm going to be the one doing the fighting for him. But that, one, I I used it as a teachable moment with my son, the situation in New Jersey, because uh, I said to my son, son, see, this is why I tell you, you don't stand here arguing with someone. Just walk away. You know, no matter what anyone else thinks, walk away. I'll do your fighting for you. Dominic Carter here, talk radio uh, 77 WABC. Let's go to Michael in Nutley, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. As a fiscal, hardest to the right, fiscal right-wing conservative, I think the main problem of this Bridgewater incident is the female cop. She be she should be reprimanded or maybe even fired, and I'll explain why. The male cop, I've been watching this video over and over. The male cop did the right thing. He took down the the young um, teenager. Yeah, he handcuffed him. Okay, wait, 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 Michael, Michael, wait, 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 no, no, Michael, no, Michael, cut cut him off. Michael, let me finish, and then you can respond. What's the justification for taking the young man down? They're both fighting in public. Okay, okay, wait, wait, no, 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 no. When the cops got there, the fighting was over. What's the justification for taking the young man down? I'm, I'm watching the video right now. They, right. Both, when the cops got in, they were still fighting. The male cop took down what, the the black young um, um, teenager. Right. And put handcuffs on him. But the female cop, she just she didn't even do the same to the teenager and put handcuffs on him. The reason why you do that. First of all, they're jumping into an, uh, uh, a situation, both cops, what they don't, don't know what's going on. 
the, the female cop should have put handcuffs on the white teenager because they don't know what they're getting into. The male cop did the right thing. The female cop, who's made the biggest mistake, she, I don't know why she didn't put Michael. on the white teenager. Michael, okay, I, I heard you, but let, let me ask you one more time, and then I do need to move on. But I, here's what I'm trying to understand from your point of view. What was the justification for that officer to use force with the African-American child? The justification should have been equal. That's the point I'm trying to get Right, 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 right. Okay, so maybe, wait, 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 Michael. So maybe the female officer was correct in not using violence. And and I, I don't mean to make assumptions here. And maybe the male cop was wrong. If the female cop didn't use violence, why is it necessary for the male cop to use it? Because from watching the video, they're jumping into a situation where there's two teenagers, two young adults, right. or two teenagers, ca- causing a ruckus, a fight in a public place like the Bridgewater Mall, private property. Mm-hmm. So to, come, to, to make sure there's nothing else that can transpire after the fight, just keep their hands in handcuffs. And then, then come down and see what the situation is about. But I blame the female cop because he didn't do the same thing as male cop. I blame the female cop for not doing her job. Now, you could take it another way, too. It could have been like what they used to do when we, when we had like a fight at 3 o'clock. What mm-hmm. did the teachers do? They get involved. They pulled away from each other to calm, calm the teenagers down. You, I mean, you're used to go to school or private school, whatever. Uh, I'm sure you must have gotten into some fight after 3 o'clock, like every male student has gone of through course. in their of lives course, back Michael, in the 70s. Of course, of and course. the teachers would interrupt, would get into between the two uh, students' fight, and they would pull us, to, pull us away to stop the fight. Mm-hmm. So we're in a different era now where you, you, you know, these cops get into situations you, you never know. White or black, Latino or white, anyone could pull out a knife or a gun to defend them from a cop trying to pull them away from another person that they're fighting from. So maybe the course of actions to do is what the male cop did was take a teenager, put stop the fight, put them in handcuffs because they're fighting in a but public Michael, area. Michael, 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 your your phone is your phone is breaking up. I have to step in. But 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 we have to be honest with what occurs on the video. The officer didn't just put him in handcuffs. He slammed him to the floor while the white kid is watching. And now the white kid is criticizing the police response. So the white kid that was involved is saying, why wasn't I arrested? And look carefully at the video. When the female officer goes back over to him, he lifts his arms to be handcuffed. And she goes, no. So we should not second-guess the police. We were not there. We were not there. And they shouldn't lose their jobs over this. They they should be sent back to sensitivity training and maybe lose a couple of days' vacation, and, and that's that. But this video is going to live forever with police departments across the country that are going to... Expect them to risk their lives, and then we're going to watch a video and criticize folks about what they should have done. And then we sue them. And like your previous caller, we want to fire them when, we, when they make a mistake. They either are the cops or they're not. They either have the guns and badges and the law behind them or they don't. Now, I watched this video and I saw 
this uh, this this first situation where the woman was sent, uh, the police officer was sentenced was terrible. Uh, there were no winners in that situation, in my opinion. It's a very sad day for police. And now we're going to watch these cops. We're going to expect them to come and do their very best. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when I was a young kid, when kid people got engaged and fought each other on the street, there was a very different unofficial protocol. What would happen was the cops would watch the two kids slug it out. And then whoever was left standing got the cu- the cuff slapped on him. The other one got rushed to the hospital. That was the unofficial protocol. Mm-hmm. Today it's very different. Very very different. We live in a digital age. You you that stuff doesn't happen today. But I mean, if we're really really going to go at it, we really want to punish someone. How about we punish these two kids that have no manners, no breeding, and made a public nuisance and a public danger? How about we do that first? Hey BJ, I, we- I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Right. I hear you. But kids are going to be kids. You know that. And I know that. Uh, yeah. But you know what? That situation could have got a lot worse. Yes. It went sideways. Real yes. Quick, yes. Quick. Yes. And and when we want to turn around and start critiquing people who have to make split second, second decisions, we're we're going to be in real. We're not going to have anyone who wants to do that job. Anymore. I, I agree with you on that point as well. But BJ, and let, let me let me ask you this point. So, from from my point of view, the video looks awful, and it plays into every racial stereotype that there is. What do you see on the video? I see a woman, a police officer, who pulled this kid back down into a seat. I see a male who. Uh, Took both of these people was swinging at each other. I see a male who restrained the kid, who didn't have a seat to pull him back onto, so he decided to be uh, to, to restrain the kid. I, the other, the the female officer did not restrain him. Which you know, if I at, when the dust settles, I mean maybe we can we can you know we we can critique her. I'm not a, a law enforcement official. I will tell you this though. When police get involved in a situation, they don't know who they're getting involved with. You, you are correct. Okay? You are correct, BJ. And, 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 and those we, kids could have been wild. They and, could have been armed. And, they and, could have been and on we, drugs. We, we have to give our police the benefit of the doubt, right? That's, but, we, that's all I'm saying. Right. Okay, I hear you. But these kids were treated drastically differently. And and there has to be one like, set of rules. There has to be one well, set of rules. They they both look they they both well, I mean one wasn't beaten up and the other was they were they were treated differently the way they were restrained. Right. <laughs> That's the way they were treated differently. And the one kid in my opinion and this is my uh 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 you know, layman's opinion about what I saw is that the one kid was not handcuffed. Uh, that was a potential danger. The other kid was restrained, but he was not uh, uh, injured or, you know, I mean, when you start swinging at people and punching people's lights out, I don't think you're going to walk away unscathed. I mean, when right, but, uh, I've but been but in BJ, those roles, but BJ, but, but, and I, but I have to be honest with you and then I have to move on. So, okay. so my son, right, has grown up in an affluent family and an affluent community and knows nothing about involvement with the police. Thank and, you. And I would not have reacted well if it was my son that was thrown to the ground like that. I mean, well, it, I it, it is because to be honest with you, I would have already have hired three lawyers 
uh, uh, well, Ben well, Crump go, is Dominic. representing is is representing the family that's what, of. Uh, that's what we're talking about now. Uh, let's sue this, the cops. Let's what now? Let's sue the cops, right? The guys that want to do the that. That's well, I, I'm, I'm not even saying that it's appropriate to sue them. I'm just telling you how I would have reacted immediately, immediately. But I do thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to Westchester and let's say good morning to Tyler. Tyler, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. You know, I, go hear right. a lot of, I hear a lot of people talking about the videos and pointing the fingers, and there's been a lot of you know social injustice that's been going on for a long time. But um, you made an excellent point about discussing protocol with your son, giving him advice. And he's lucky to be growing up in a household with someone who can give him guidance. But many children grow up in single-family households, and they don't have the guidance to teach them about how to handle that situation when a police officer pulls them over. I grew up in the Bronx, and I'm teaching my son who's growing up in Westchester, and it's not a racial issue because my son is white. So I'm telling him the same thing. When an officer pulls you over, you listen to what the officer does. You don't make any sudden movements. And I was just wondering if you think this is um, – a solution that can be addressed through the education system where, you know, the public school system can teach children and teach young adults how to handle these types of situations so they don't make these mistakes. Well, that's an excellent question uh, that unfortunately I don't have the answer to. I know at one point uh, you had organizations like, for example, when, um, when Mayor Adams was running uh, 100 Blacks in law enforcement, they would go to the schools and tell kids about their their rights and so on. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate. Thank you for the call, Tyler. It's unfortunate all the way around the board. It's unfortunate for, you know, maybe it would have been different if the female officer had darted over to the black child, would have, you know, just restrained the black child the way she did the white child. But but when she she was in front of her partner by a few seconds and she darts over to the white child and sits the white child down on the couch and he's playing with his phone and the black child is on the floor with his with his with a knee with two knees in his back, it's it just it just it sends all the wrong messages. And so now you have two police officers called to the mall. They didn't go there on their own. And now they have become the headlines of racial insensitivity. How would you like to be one of those two officers this morning where the governor has already denounced your actions? <laughs> How well do you think that's going to play for your career as a police officer? The police department has already said that we understand the community is upset and that this is under investigation. Governor Murphy has already denounced the incident, and it's leading national newscast. How would you like to be one of these two police officers that 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 are involved in this situation? It's it's not it's not a uh, it's not a great situation all the way around the board. Let's go to Robert in uh, Long Island City. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How you doing? I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thank I was, you. I was born and raised in the Queensbridge Housing Projects. Okay. My whole life. Okay. And wow. I think you're, I think, I think, yeah. 
I, I went to Long Island City High School. I think that you are correct that they all should be treated the same. So you should also say, how come a guy who shoots at a a, a candidate to be mayor gets out in a, a hundred thousand dollar bail that he can get people to put the money up, and Rittenhouse is a million dollar bail that he doesn't get put the money up. Well, He's not allowed to have somebody put it up. So let's be fair, Dominic. Okay, okay, I'm a big fan of okay. Yours. Hey, hey, Robert, Robert, wait, wait, wait. But before you judge me. I've already I'm said, wait, 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 hold on. I've already said exactly what you have said and gone even further. You're referring to the situation in Louisville with uh, Black Absolutely. Lives Matter. I spent an entire hour on this last night, and I went a step further, oh. and I said that, I now maybe you didn't listen, you get a chance to listen. No, no, I, 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 I firmly believe <laughs> that there's some type of romantic relationship going on. Some, you don't take $100,000 of of money that's been donated on the back of Brianna Taylor and you say oh this guy tried to tried to shoot a guy running for mayor I'm going to bail him out out of all the cases in Louisville why him what what is it about this 21 year old guy that's so special that 48 hours exactly. after after doing this you're going to bail him out it doesn't pass the smell test some, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Robert, he's dating one of those females that controls oh, the purse know. string. But go ahead. It could be. But anyway, like I was saying, I grew up in a, a very mixed area there. Okay. And I, I'm, a, I'm a regular Irish-Italian guy. Okay. And I had plenty, plenty, many of African-American friends, and I still have them today. And when the police came down and they bothering us, and I, listen, we got in trouble. You know, and high school kids get in trouble. We all we all got in trouble. It was nobody ever said, "Oh, let this guy go." I wish, but you know. And my parents, my father would have said to me, and when you know, if 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 this was on TV and I got handcuffed, my father would have said, "He deserved it." What did he do? He wouldn't have said, "Not my boy," because I got in some trouble, and all of us got in trouble together, Dominic. Mm-hmm. Well, I, Robert, I thank I thank you for the call, and, and I really hope that you have a uh, a great weekend. From Long Island City to Virginia Beach, Virginia, let's say good morning to Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, yeah, uh, good morning, Dominic. And let me just say this. My main concern is the possibility that talk show hosts will be used as patsies by communists and racists who just want to create a race war in America with videos that they have set up with the cops. Oh, okay, okay, paid. wait, wait, Michael, wait, wait. I'm I'm trying to follow you. You're, you're making some very broad statements. Are, are you alluding to me? What, I don't know what you're saying right now. No, I said all talk show hosts okay. can can fall prey to this. Anybody can. Because I remember... Okay, but wait, Michael, wait. Fall prey to what? I'm trying to follow what your point is. Fall prey to what? The the deliberate white supremacist plan to create a race war. Oh, come on. Come on, Michael. Come on, Michael. We're, We're talking about something serious about what happened at a mall in New Jersey, a real life experience where it's it's tragic for everyone involved. It's tragic for the white kid to have to see that. 
it's damn sure tragic for the black kid that was on the ground by police with a knee in his back. It's tragic all the way around the board. It's tragic for those two police officers. You think they're sleeping well tonight? Of course not. They don't know if their career in law enforcement is over. The governor of the state is denouncing them. They are the face, right or wrong, of everything right now that's allegedly wrong with police. So th- this is not the time to for these conspiracy theories or any of this nonsense. And stated plainly, I'm just not in the mood for it because this is not the time right now. Leo in Manhattan and coming up at 1 a.m., Curtis Sliwa, the other side of midnight. Good morning, Leo. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I have just uh, two questions. In case this would be your son in a fight with a white teenager and they would both get kicked down and handcuffed just for the moment, would you also call uh, lawyers? Uh, the first thing, that's a great question, Leo. The first question uh, that I would have with my son is that I would be very disappointed that he was even caught up in something like this. That's number one. Number two, I would talk to the officers involved. I don't know if there would be any video of the situation. And and let me also make this point, Leo. How would how would you, me, anybody else like to be a police officer in this day and age when anyone can become a television reporter, pull up their cell phone, uh, pick up the encounter halfway through. So, like, for example, the video of this incident, I would like to see what happened after the white teenager put up his hands to be handcuffed and the female yeah. officer didn't handcuff him. So with with, with me, if, 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 it, if it were my son, uh, I would be disappointed that he was caught up in something like this to begin with. And so we would have to have a serious conversation as it relates to that. Number two, I would look to see if my son's rights were violated in any way. I would talk to the officers involved. I would definitely look at the video. But let me be clear, because I don't want to come off as a phony. If my son's rights were violated, there's going to be a problem. Because that's my yeah. son. And I'm if nobody, if I don't advocate for my son, who's going to do it? And so, so. I just, I just ahead, have one know. more short question. I I just want you to know my 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 view on it. I believe they both should, at the very moment, be handcuffed just to keep them apart because yes. one of them can have in in a pocket knife or they can start fighting and pull a gun of the female officer from uh, from uh, from her uh, holster. It's uh, at the moment when these guys fighting or just stop fighting, mm-hmm. they should be both put for a while handcuffed. Question separately in, in, in two cars or, or separately question who started it, what's going on, and then deal with that follow-up. But for the very moment, I believe it's justified to put handcuffs on both of them. Yes. Well, I, for I, safety of anybody. I, I, of anybody. I, I, for, for safety, safety of, of the anybody. officers, for safety of everyone, I thank you for the, uh, for the uh, call, Leo. And what, what made the situation um, a bit more sensational is that uh, the white kids that were off camera in the background immediately started making the claim of uh, racism and saying that it was only happening 
because um, the the kid on the ground happened to be African American. It's tragic. Or how would you like to be a police officer responding to that situation? I wouldn't. Were people second guessing you? You don't know what you're walking into. You don't know if somebody's going to stab you. You don't know what's going on. And I've even been thinking uh, to myself, and I hope this doesn't sound sexist, but I've been thinking to myself that, you know, maybe because the female officer got there 20 seconds earlier, maybe it was her natural inclination to stand down, you know, and, and reason with the young man. Because... You know, maybe if she had went over to the black kid first, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. Let's go to Neil in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Neil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm well, and I hope that you are as well. I am. I am very well. I, I I love your show. I love you. I love the way you speak. and the I way love you, you too, everybody. man. Thank it's you. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, I do have one question. Go shoot. Um, and the I, I I totally agree with you that the way that this situation was handled was wrong, and both people should have been handcuffed and separated, and not um, just the black gentleman that was in handcuffs. But the one thing I do wonder sometimes. Because a lot of stuff in our country nowadays is everything is about race. Yes. So I was wondering if we would be having this conversation if the guy that was in handcuffs was white. You already know the answer to that, Neil. Absolutely not. I know. You already know. know. See, I, I try I try to be honest with folks. And that's why I say, Neil, that, you know, I, I couldn't. That's why I say police officers are heroes. And that we can't, we can't, we can't just knee jerk second guess them. And that's why I'm right. saying that we have to wait and reserve judgment on this until we know the entire story. We don't know. Correct. We don't know what the call said to the police coming in. For example, we don't right. know if the call said one of the teens was armed. If the call said one of the teens are armed, that's a game changer. But then That's the situation totally but but then the situation becomes how do we know it was the black kid that was armed and not the white kid that right. may have been armed. And so right. so to answer your question, uh if the white kid had been handcuffed instead, this would not be a national story. We would not I would not be forced to discuss this on um on a Saturday morning at five minutes to uh, to one a.m. <laughs> thank you yeah, for the call, Neil. And, and again, uh, I, thank you very much, Dominic. Thank you. I just wish we could just get over to you know black and white. Like everybody's human. Everybody yes. breathes the same color. Yes. We yes. all breathe the same air. Yes, we're all I agree. one person. We're all I agree. one people. I agree. Know? And I thank you, Neil. And again, how I came to this. I, I filled I filled in for Rudy Giuliani on Wednesday. I'm minding my business. I'm having dinner, and someone tries to agitate me on Twitter. You know, some some uh, some uh, whatever you want to call him, and and he says to me, "Oh, it doesn't fit the narrative, so you're not discussing the mall situation in New Jersey." I I I try sometimes not to do the racial discussions 
because I, I, I oftentimes I don't feel like any of us are going to win. This situation, uh, what happened at the mall in New Jersey, it's tragic all the way around the board. But I will say this. I will say this as a, a black, as an African-American father, right? My child has never been in handcuffs. So imagine how traumatic that would be if my son is handcuffed with a police officer's knee in his back. And so we, 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 we have to be fair. We have to be fair about uh, all of these uh, situations. So I'm listening. I see here Greg says in Ohio that I'm being a bad father. Greg, is that true? I'm being a bad father? Yes. Tell me why. Because my kid, I'd get him off on the side. I'd be his ass, too. I said, you were told to comply, and now did you learn a lesson? Mm-hmm. That's what I would have told my son. Hey, but Greg, I, I, Greg, you know, it's amazing. People hear what they want to hear. I started the conversation by stating that I would be so disappointed with my son that he engaged in it. So I said, I said exactly what you just said. Okay. Okay, okay, so I'm sorry. Okay, no, it's okay. Point, it's okay. I'm, okay, I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving. You. Hey, Greg, I'm just giving you a little bit of a hard time. You know, starting the weekend, but but go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the other point I want to make is, like you said, if it was a white kid on the ground and he was being his back, and a black kid was sitting on the bench, it never would have made the news. That's true. That's true. And the other thing, I, the other, the other point I want to make is, Murphy, that governor, he's an idiot. He should have kept his mouth shut and said, "Listen." It's under investigation. We support our police department. We don't know the whole story. That's very responsible. Well, well, no, I I hear you, Greg, but that is how he started his tweet. He started it by saying that it's under investigation, but that he was greatly distressed over what he was witnessing. To Westchester, let's go back to Westchester. Let's say good morning to Catherine. Catherine, what's on your mind? Uh, yes, I, I was just curious, is there any kind of audio? Maybe there is, an, you know, some kind of verbal? The only thing that we hear, that I was able to hear, is body after cams. the fact. After the, I haven't seen the body cams, if the officers were wearing body cams. But the kids um, were very verbal. They felt that it was horrible what was happening to the African-American kid. Even the white no. kid has come out and said that it was horrible. Right, right. But I was just wondering if the uh, the officer, when he approached the boy that he handcuffed, was there a verbal altercation between the officer and that young man? And that's that a great question, Catherine. That's that, a we, we we don't know if the African American uh, teen swung on the police officer. We don't know. And see, that's I mean, thank they, you, they, Catherine. Body cams, right? I mean, body well, cams are so important. Right. Well, I, I thank you for the call. Let's go for the final minute of the show here to New Jersey. And Curtis Lee is coming up next. Let's say good morning to Mike. Mike, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You've got 30 seconds. Very good. One, you don't even know that they're juveniles. You know the young people. You don't know that they're under 18, that they're not adults. Okay, one was an eighth grader, Mike. Do you have a point here? The black kid was I an eighth grader. Okay, you got 20 and, seconds and you, now, you've Mike. Got your, you've, got your, you've got your, the kid's got his back to him. He grabs him. He puts him on the ground. He did exactly the right thing. The female makes an assessment real quick. These are two separate cops, two separate mindsets. The female says, okay, this kid's under control. Let me go check out my partner. Right. Then you figure it out. You stand the kids up. You assess. 
Right. Maybe the one kid's in cuffs, and you right. say, okay, now we'll sort things out. Right. But, but, Mike, no, it's not that easy because this is a situation where you can't just assume that the black kid is the bad guy. You cannot make that assumption. Folks, I want you to have a lovely weekend. I'll be back on Monday, midnight to 1 a.m., same time, same station.